When early men would visit a watering hole, if they didn't watch their child, and it got snatched by a crocodile, our brains would create a painful but instructional memory. So it would never happen again. This idea of family that is so core with you, that rules your world, it's a biological lie. You don't have to accept it. I don't. Did you really think you could destroy two of my teams without any repercussions? I wouldn't have even looked your way if you hadn't done that. You didn't even know you had a kid. You can thank me for that and start doing the job I'm asking you to do. Help you start a war. Is that what you think I want? That's so limited. Everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining. And we are wrapping up our journey through the latter half of the Fast Saga with uh, The Fate of the Furious. And here to discuss that, because uh, the theme of this month has been family and living our lives a quarter mile at a time. And we say that friends are the family you choose. And we know this guest to truly live her life a quarter mile at a time. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Kim Lee. Hello. Hello. I'm delighted to be here to uh, participate in this spectacle. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this about Kim, but she's the crocodile at the watering hole. So that's why. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. I've often been compared to a crocodile at a watering hole. Yeah. It's true. So because I, I haven't seen you in a while, that that all checks out. Oh, wow. yeah, I grew wow. some extra teeth during the pandemic, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was excited to learn right before we like we were talking about right before we started that this is the first Fast and Furious movie that you've seen. So this I have been and it's not for lack of interest. Oh, OK, yeah, kind of. I, I think there's <laughs> been a lot of these. So maybe I did have an opportunity to see you know eight of them by now but i have been meaning to like it's been on my to-do list to watch you know for the, the past it's been, 20 years it's been on yeah your to-do you know list. i have a to-do list that's like you know contribute funds to my retirement account you know go to the dentist etc and then watching the fast and the furious movie series is actually on there I think you have an interesting opportunity to watch them backwards. Like now that you've seen oh. eight, you could watch seven next and then just, you know, go back that way and see how that works. I would be delighted and I'd be happy to report back. Um, yeah, yeah I was worth told. it. A little mini sode coming up. <laughs> yeah, you can Benjamin <laughs> Button the, uh, the Fast and the Furious saga. <laughs> well, the question you is, get, when yeah. do you watch Tokyo Drift, though? Do you watch it Ooh. after six or do you watch it between three and two or between four and two? 
Yeah, Kim, you might not know this, but these movies take place out of order because, of course, they do. So the <laughs> okay. So the third movie takes place after what is it? Six? Like after six? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's really fun to puzzle out. <laughs> Basically, um, as we established when we watched episodes five and six, they really liked one of the characters from three. And so they found a way to include him by just retconning everything and saying that three happened after the, the two movies they had him. Yeah, in. they discovered that they liked him after they killed his character off. And then so they wrote two Ooh. movies that took place before that movie. But and they couldn't have a ghost in this series because that would be preposterous. Right. I mean, this, as we've talked about on previous episodes, everything in these movies stands up to uh, sci scientific scrutiny Neil deGrasse Tyson has never had a complaint against anything in any of these movies. They yeah. all are very rigorous. He's going to yeah. be in the next one, though, right? I'm he, pretty sure I heard that. He better. Well, when they go to space, he's going to be a consultant. I right. Think. <laughs> but yeah, I when mean, he races against Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff Bezos, who uh, just made the news for going into wanting to go into space. So What? Yeah, he's, as soon as he resigns as Amazon CEO, he's going to be part of the crew when Amazon sends a spaceship up into space. How many days do you think Prime will be in space? <laughs> Prime is eternal in space. <laughs> but anyway, we watched a ridiculous movie this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to th like, where's a good place to start with this movie? Charlize um, Theron? Yeah, I guess. Um, first thing to malign is Charlie's Theron's hair. I think. Yeah, the white girl dress. Oh, yeah. I was, I was really. I wrote down <laughs> here in my notes that Michelle Rodriguez must be very upset that Vin Diesel left her for a white woman with dreads. But then she turned out to not be as upset as I thought she would be. Which we should talk about that. Okay, you know what? Fine. Let's start here. <laughs> okay. Because you really, like, you bring up, yes, a point that really bothered me about this movie. Because, like, yeah, I, I'm totally in for ridiculous plots of like you want to make it that there's they're stealing nuclear footballs to try to launch wars and there's this tech called the god's eye that can locate anyone through facial tracking sure but look you got to nail the characters like they need to react authentically and you have seven movies of dom toretto talking about how important family is and then he just ghosts letty without telling her what's going on even though it's also made clear in this movie that he can he's able to talk to um to shaw like he's able to bring back uh what are they i wrote their names because i wanted Sorry, to remember them who are who are the characters again shaw okay. is jason statham <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is michelle rodriguez yes <laughs> yeah so so he he gets in touch with statham he also brings back leo and santos in the end like who are we haven't seen since fast five i know you don't know who they are kim it's okay mm -hmm. but they're the guys definitely know who they are but they're the ones who <laughs> when statham's death is faked the two emts who pronounce him dead are actually characters from a previous i figured they were were callbacks and you know i'm honestly very embarrassed that i don't know all these characters by heart it's almost like confessing that you don't if you never read like greek mythology or shakespeare i it, feel it's exactly like, like that's that. the equivalent of this time yeah, like i'm not familiar the and classics of our time yeah so. right uh, but yeah, so all that being said, the fact that the Dom Vin Diesel, like that he seems to be able to communicate with anyone except 
his crew that's hunting him. He can't get a message to them, even though Statham is part of that crew. He doesn't kind tell of. anyone else what else what's going on. But he talked to the guy's mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's Helen Mirren. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bloody Helen Mirren. Yes. It's her best work. It is her best work. And if she doesn't drive a fast car in nine, I'm going to be so angry. Like, all I want is Helen Mirren behind the wheel of a 1970s what's, American sports car. I was going to say, what's the car that she drives? She's yeah. definitely, I think she's, she's like dumb. Like she's classic American muscle car. I don't think she's in the new, like, you know, sort of Tokyo, like, you know, the, she's not a Paul Walker type. She's a Vin Diesel type. She's a wolf, you know? Yeah. I mean, she, there's a chance that's like a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. Yeah, I could see that, like, but really mm. souped up. Or like an Aston Martin or something very British. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a great, was, yeah. Put her in a James Bond car. That's a Jaguar. A, yeah. A Jaguar. To use the British pronunciation. Yes. Yeah. No, totally. Good call. Like, put her in a like classic James Bond British sports car. I think Aston, She'll be driving Aston like Yankees up because she's, you know, British, as you know. <laughs> yeah. But she has such a thick Cockney accent in this movie. <laughs> yeah. She has range. And I'm pretty sure vanishes in Hobbs and Shaw, but I can't remember for certain. I know. Yeah. But yeah, she might, <laughs> she might have shifted it. But yeah. So anyway, that bothered me a lot. And I'm, not, I'm being dead serious. The fact that, like, I, I don't like things that revolve around people not having a conversation that they could easily have. Like, when the conflict comes from just poor communication from people who seemingly could just... Like, if he just told his crew what was happening, 80% of this movie could have been avoided. <laughs> like, the conflict I, in this movie. Okay. Can we go back to, like... I, I was kind of doing this in chronological order, at least in my brain. Because, like, they're... It's like, where they were, like, Berlin, right? So they were doing this, like, high speed. Maybe I just didn't... Like, maybe I need to know, again, more about this world. And, again, shame on me for... Oh, sure. No, what questions? To this. What, what do you it's got? Like, but, like, they were doing the heist, right? They were, they were, like, trying to steal that nuclear football or whatever it was. Or the thing. Mm -hmm. the, the boom thing. Uh, right. Fancy thing. Yeah. The and they were... It's, it seemed like they were able to talk to each other through their cars while they were doing a heist. But did they have, like, mics? Like, what were they? I think were they, they have on, like, a certain channel? I think they, they have earpieces. Yeah. Like all movie teams doing anything, they have earpieces <laughs> that are absolutely magic that can talk to anyone anywhere through any level of interference. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That exists in literally every mm -hmm. team based action movie. Mm -hmm. And as they're murdering several Berlin policemen wantonly while, you know, on this chase. Uh, they're like calmly talking to each other through the window and like doing these longing stares. But at no point did they could Vin Diesel have said like, look, you guys, like he might want to at least leave so you don't get arrested. Yeah, well, no, yeah that he, was so. Yeah. I mean, again, this is what bothers me is that. So oh, I, I get this. Charlie Theron shows up. She has she knows that he has a kid that he didn't know he had. She's threatening the life of that kid and, uh, you know, the mother. And so, yeah, I get that, that he's going to help her. But then, like, yeah, the fact that he immediately is like, that means that I must completely destroy my old team. Like, I'm going to leave the rock for dead. I'm going to, like, leave everyone else behind. I don't care what happens to them. Like, it just really bothered me, especially when it turned out that he had a plan seemingly all along to get out of it. It just didn't involve any of his friends somehow. Like, just 
totally ditched them. Maybe he was just tired of them. It's been a lot. Maybe like these guys have been spending a lot of time together. Like Andy, I think you talked about that in a previous movie. The fact that they should stop assembling the team because every time they go their separate ways, five minutes later, they're all back together. <laughs> Immediately called back into action. Um, so, so maybe yeah, he just think... really he was on his honeymoon and they all showed up again. So he was like, you know what? I just need some time for me. Like, including being distant from Letty. He's like needed a break from uh, Letty. <laughs> I think their marriage like, works because every other movie they're separated because she right. can you might not know this but Letty was presumed dead and had amnesia and was working with hmm. Jason Statham's brother in a in six so that that all happened I should have ascertained that really from treating. I think it's in the I mean, subtext yeah. really the deep- if you really look at the way they're playing it that like slight distance that's hinted at is from that it's a distance of not remembering the long deep history that they have of Drinking Coronas and living their lives a quarter mile at a time. In fairness, maybe that's why she's not mad at the end because she's like, "Well, it'd be kind of hypocritical." Like, <laughs> I I was with a rival crew that was trying to kill you and these guys, so like, I get it. I've been there. It's fair is fair, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, relationships fall apart as soon as people start keeping score. You know, yeah. so that's that's an important thing. Yeah, you can learn a lot about relationships from from these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to watch out for that white woman with dreads. Uh, she's a I think that's good advice. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. No, I think that's yeah. the big public service announcement that it does is just avoid her. But she did do uh, Dom's Achilles heel, which is pretend to have a car problem. So you knew that was going to mm. work. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess I was just like, I, I do have to hand it to... Michelle Rodriguez, though, for being very understanding, like she is very, like, very not jealous, like not letting jealousy take over, whether it's for Vin Diesel, you know, I guess making out with white woman with dreads, but then also having a baby with this other white woman who I didn't know. She's not. I don't yeah. know more. Well, the other woman. So she's she's from Rio. Um, but, mm-hmm. but let's, maybe this is helpful. So Kim, uh, for like, you know, not, not to make you speak for like all women or anything, but as a female perspective oh, okay. on this show, well, I'm happy uh, to, I'm, I'm happy. To. <laughs> okay. I'm but I'm not putting that on you, but I just, but yeah, so, okay. Speak so Andy is and you are, but, uh, all women. but, uh, but yeah, so if say that you, uh, had been a high school sweetheart with someone you, you two had known yeah. each other forever. You, you had this yeah. long shared history. You guys went on heist together. Um, you really like saw yourselves grow from like a local criminal organization to some sort of <laughs> global entity that fights uh, superpowers and, and does espionage. And uh-huh. then yeah. uh, so you like do in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So high school sweethearts and things really grow. Your business grows. Uh, then one day uh, you are you have to separate because he you broke him out of jail. And he's now mm-hmm. wanted by the authorities. So he's laying low, but you're helping out his friend uh, who is also responsible for why you're all being hunted because he was a cop that was trying to catch all of you. But then he point breaked. Uh, and so he okay. he's not working with you. Wait, is point break a Fast and Furious movie? Well, I mean, no. the first Fast and Furious movie is just Point Break with cars, so it's yeah. literally okay, the same plot. Uh, the very but, first one that came out in two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so you're working with Whoa. him. You're working with Paul Walker. Uh, you then mm-hmm. get presumed dead. Your your car. Your shot. Your car blows up. You get amnesia. You work with this rival crew in England. Uh, you don't remember anything about. Uh, your your high school sweetheart during that time he meets another girl in rio he thinks you're dead 
he falls mm-hmm. in love with her. Uh, they go on some adventures together. And then after that, the, he discovers that you're alive, but you have amnesia. So he comes to get you, but you don't remember him. Uh, but then he saves you. And eventually you decide to be with him, even though you don't remember. And then eventually you remember everything. And at some point you guys get secret married. But also what you don't know, this other girl, she's totally cool with like, I get it. This is the love of your life. You thought she was dead. So I'm going to step aside. But also she's pregnant, but she doesn't tell him that she's pregnant. And then she gets kidnapped by a white lady with dreads. And then you now like one day he just ghosts you and you don't know why. And it's because he's trying to save this other woman and the kid. How would you feel? This is very... <laughs> this is very relatable content. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. It's very similar to a relationship I was in. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, get where it. all the yada yada thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's definitely how brains work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely uh, recover some and then later all. Yeah. Uh, very easily. Well, because um, love. How would I feel? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would like to feel that I could aspire to be a Michelle Rodriguez in this situation. I would yeah. like to feel that I would have the nobler oh, it's all good. You know, I can really see this person's heart underneath their glowering exterior exterior and their lack of words uh, explaining anything. Uh, I would like to think that I would be a Michelle Rodriguez, but I I don't know. We all would like to think we'd be a Michelle Rodriguez. I think when push comes to shove. I mean, I try to live my life one Michelle Rodriguez at a time. (laughs) So... <laughs> that's a life. <laughs> also, I hope that was a primer for you. That that's all things that happened in the previous movies. So you you yes. are caught up to speed. You're no. reasonably oh, caught up to you. speed. Yeah, I am so glad. I still want to watch the movies backwards, though. I think that's a great idea. It and really I can't is. wait to hear about it. Okay. Um. Yeah. This movie's like this. I think is the most ridiculous one yet. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. Well, I mean, it, only if you define ridiculous as the rock st- stopping a torpedo with his hands. Yes. <laughs> if you he think that's that. ridiculous, then yeah, I guess this one's the most ridiculous. There's also the fact that Vin Diesel wins a race, proving that it's not the car, it's the driver, is that he wins the race powered by the exploding engine of a jalopy in Cuba. You, okay, are we gonna now? Is the time where we talk about this scene because I'm also <laughs> yeah, I mean, very confused not? by this scene. First of all, <laughs> how was he not burned alive? That car was on fire for a long time. Well, the fire like was a, all shooting away from him. I guess it really. I think the music made it be like a happy race movie, but if it had been different music, it would be a horrible tragedy. And then. Like I, I kind of started at this point really early on. I started like a a, a death's counter of like. Oh. Uh, well, at first I was like, "Are they the bad guys?" Because a lot of the <laughs> things they were doing was resulting in people dying, <laughs> like uh, careening flaming ball of, you know, metal at a crowd of people, and they did, you know, jump out of the way. I think. Yeah, well, but I like, mean, they did. Well, I just love that everybody's like, yay, it's the finish. Let's all crowd around. <laughs> oh, wait, no, the car's exploding. <laughs> yeah, but I also, so, okay. So Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, they're on their honeymoon. That's why they're there. In and Cuba. In Cuba. If, if you've just cleared your name as a fugitive against the U.S. government, exactly where you want to go. Yeah, 
Uh, so they're they're on their honeymoon in Cuba. This is a relative of Vin Diesel's, I think we're told. Owes it, it's his it's family. It's That's family. all you need to know. So it might not be li- yeah, it's his family. <laughs> that it could be his you know his, his adopted family, but. He he feels kinship towards this guy who's getting his car taken. So he challenges the dude. Like he's like, you have to honor this. Like you you have to give up your car. But then I'm gonna race the guy for pink slips for my car. Almost die doing it. And then I'm not gonna take the car because respect. Because respect. And then I've definitely so, ruined your car. I've definitely well, it was his nephew's car. A lot. car. Yeah, well, yeah. Car definitely ruined the nephew's car or what of that that man's car. Uh, and the reason he was he like didn't have a car and he was like, "Hey, that's my car. Please don't sell my car because that's what I need." That and instead he does this like reckless gamble with this this poor man's car. Which I, I guess I'm just saying all of this to say. It seems the movie is arguing. Okay, well he earned the respect of this guy who then does him a favor later mm. in the movie but couldn't he have just given his family member his car which was the end result anyway and gotten <laughs> that guy to help him out later like it seemed like a really long way to had the car race yeah, yeah. which so he needed a car race. which i will say this in addition to being the most ridiculous this seems the thinnest on car race stuff of all of the fast movies that we've watched. Like they're they're getting further and further away from remembering that they're a movie about car races. No, and they literally got the car race out of the way in the first reel this yeah. time. They ticked that box like, all right, we're gonna keep driving fast and furious, just we're gonna be racing submarines over thin sheets of ice. Yep. They had cars on the ice though. Yeah. They had that one car that was impractical that Tyrese had. Also, none of them were dressed warm enough. That really bothered me. No. Like, Ludacris <laughs> has fingerless gloves in Russia. <laughs> Tyrese did have a winter coat on. But, but it was a was pretty that. thin. All of their winter coats were thin. You know those sports cars <laughs> aren't going to be insulated enough, like, when they're driving. Like, they all froze to death. That's what really happened at does, the end. I feel like, does it not have, like, a radiating heat factor around it? Maybe they were just, like, like really <laughs> That's probably, warm. yeah. The cars have know. heaters, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. magic cars. Yeah, this movie's just insane. Yeah, like, no, everything is weird and crazy, and it's all the like about- classic heist movie double cross that didn't need to happen. <laughs> I was gonna say, when do we talk about the bad parts? Because I. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my boyfriend, who is new to the Fast and the Furious um, franchise, also did not like this movie. Oh. So he did not. So what he's not he? here to defend himself. Because but... <laughs> you guys broke <laughs> up so... after. Do you know why? What were his issues with the movie? Um, he uh, Something about little lines are cheesy and yada, yada. And the plot makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> And what are the stakes even? <laughs> Which I thought the movie had pretty good stakes. I like, think the stakes are very clear. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you have to do these heists, or I'll kill your child. Or that's pretty but clear. Serious <laughs> is going to murder your child in the world, possibly. Yes, and the other people want to stop the heists and things because 
Charlize Theron might destroy the world. I just really, I think this mm-hmm. whole movie is just the trolley problem. Like it's just a series of people <laughs> trying to decide what's worse, my one child dying or all of the civilization <laughs> or like, you know, do we let Dom die to save humanity? Like they all are just making, that's yeah, the whole movie. Well, I mean, the child is already going to be incredibly messed up because buried in his infant's infantile amnesia is going to be seeing his mother get murdered. Well, also, yeah, how do you even well, have that conversation? Fight. That yeah. gun, whole gunfight where Jason Statham's like tossing this baby and then okay. shooting. That <laughs> kid had the time of its life during yes. that gunfight. Like, got to listen to some Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like, he was loving it. Like, that was... I was actually really impressed by how well he took care of that baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if this, maybe this just goes here. I don't know where to put this, but like one thing that's fascinating that I think we've talked about in previous episodes that you really see in this one is just how this franchise is slipping away from the original people and how <laughs> Jason Statham and the rock are just taking it from them in every scene wow. that they're in. By just pure charisma and talent like that, that it's just those like you can see because Kim, I don't know if you know this, but they got their own spinoff just based on this movie uh, that came out after this. That was Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, The The Rock and Jason Statham do their own. I'm sorry, I'm on. I'm going on mute because my cat's (laughs) auto theater is going off right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean. If you try to match charisma with The Rock, like that's just, but yeah, he's just not gonna win. But the thing is, the only person who can match charisma with The Rock in these movies is Jason Statham. Like the the chemistry between those two is palpable. Like, oh yeah, the scene where they're in prison cells opposite of each other, like just (laughs) The Rock is just punching the concrete wall. (laughs) Yeah, and like I was like, is he? He is way out of prison because I'm here for this. I think, I think the implication from that scene that's clear is The Rock could have escaped that prison at any time he wanted to. He was choosing to stay. Statham. He just chose not to. Yeah, it was like Statham wrote- <laughs> didn't have anything else to do. So until The Rock showed up, he didn't like they needed each other to have the desire to escape, I think. No, they definitely like hearts complete, like the best friend heart necklace. Like that's Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, so wait, so Hobbs and Shaw is wait, Hobbs is the Rock. Shaw okay. is Jason Statham. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just the whole movie. I was like, that's the Rock, and that's yeah, the British guy. Like, later yeah. And that's Vin Diesel, Diesel, and that's Michelle Rodriguez, yes. and that's Charlie Theron, <laughs> uh, and that's Kurt Russell, <laughs> <laughs> and that's some guy that they're putting in this movie standing next to Kurt Russell and. It's Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's kid. It sure is. He needed to be in the movie. I definitely thought that watching it of like, we need this character. Like he's adding stuff. Yeah. We need (laughs) one steely eyed white milk toast dude died. So we need another steely eyed milk toast white dude to take his place. It does seem like. Oh, yeah. It does seem like they wanted to replace Paul Walker, but like in a way where it was like, well, we can't cast someone better than Paul Walker. Like you need someone who evokes Paul Walker but isn't threatening to that spot. This is like the new cop guy, right? Yes. Yeah. The Little nobody guy. as the character gets okay. dubbed. Oh, got it. Okay. Because um, Kurt Russell is, is named uh, Mr. Nobody. 
Right, right. Oh, I had questions about the org structure of this, the car people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, so what is if this helps to clear it up, so Vin Diesel's gang, Dom Toretto, his gang, they were local mm-hmm. car thieves, but somehow now they are the go-to like black ops squad for all off-the-books operations anywhere in the world. They're the only team. Mm-hmm. So Kurt Russell is very clearly like a shadowy, like yeah, espionage some figure. clandestine government organization. That we're oh, not so they're t- like Eric, Eric Prince's organization, whatever, Blackwater or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. The cars. Yeah. So that's why he's Mr. Nobody. Like, we don't even know who Kurt Russell works for. Like, it's top secret. But this this team, they the only people they trust when when the world is in jeopardy is a local gang of car thieves. Uh, who operate as a family. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That tracks. Yeah. I feel like you're trying to malign that as an aspect of the movie, and I'm, I'm just not seeing... I'm explaining the plot. I don't know how you can view that as maligning it. <laughs> explaining the structure of how... I'm trying to explain it. how we got from one to eight. Because one was that they were a Los Angeles-based gang of car thieves, and eight is that they're stealing nuclear footballs from the greatest hacker who has ever existed in Russia while a submarine is chasing them. That's an inspirational tale. Yeah, no, it really is. Dream big. You know how they always do that? That's what we should do is like, they always do those like, you know, so-and-so didn't do this until they were like, Dom Toretto didn't stop nuclear war until he was 43. (laughs) 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 There, um, when we, when we, uh, first posted the, uh, fast five episode, a friend of mine commented that, um, Never has a franchise completely changed gears like this ever. Uh, like this. Wow. Also, was that a pun? What? <laughs> was that a pun? It was. Gears. Yeah, changed okay. gears. Because cars have a million gears is another thing I've learned. There and was all you need less... to do is, is jerk the shifter a little bit and you can go 10 times faster. There was <laughs> less. I feel like there was less shifting in this. There one. was a little less shifting. Further proof that they're getting away from the car stuff. Yeah. What can either of you explain to me what happened when they all grappling hooked Dom's car, Vin Diesel's car? Oh, because Dom's car is so strong that even four other cars couldn't stop it, including the Rock's military tank. They faked out. uh, Wait. Oh, when there was one point where they tricked the the new guy. Yes, they had him just crash into a scaffold that fell. Yeah. But no, well, it they was, probably could have uh, used his car. Right. If, I think if they had one more car, they might have been able to stop Vin Diesel. But yeah. So they that's all, why they need so many. That's why they need so many of them. That's the yeah. other question I had is like, why do you need so many of these car thieves? Um, there's like, you know, two kind of bald smoldering guys and there's two, uh, you know, tough women. And then there's like, <laughs> it just seems like there's a lot. Yeah, and there's ludicrous. People. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely. Yeah. Well, you need ludicrous. Yeah. 
But there, there is a ludicrous. I will say has the most unique skill. Except now, I guess there's him and um, Ramsey. Ramsey. So now there's two people that have this. But up until she it's showed Ramsey. up in the last, that's the Ramsey's a smart girl. The smart yes. girl that yeah, he and Tyrese are both trying to date. But up until she showed up, he had the most unique skills, which is that he was an expert like with computers, and the rest of them are all just short fused like car jockeys. Where like literally everyone else had the exact same skill set except Ludacris. Ludacris could do uh, electronics. Yeah. And speaking of Ludacris and Tyrese trying to date this, yet another Dark Knight reference in the Fast Saga when um, Tyrese offers her the choice. I forget which movie he um, claims that Ludacris is, but then he's like, do you want this or the Dark Knight? Yeah. Uh, there have been thinly veiled Dark Knight references. This is another thing for you, Kim. Yeah. In, mm -hmm. Episodes five, six, seven, and now eight. There have been little little nuggets about the Dark Knight in each of them. The screenwriters seem very enamored with the Dark Knight. They had Vin Diesel in five light a pile of money on fire for no reason. Um, because clearly they saw the Dark Knight and they were like, that would look cool in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, they're heavily influenced. Uh, I'm excited for nine to see Helen Mirren say you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. <laughs> Or she's going to say, I've I've buried enough members of the Wayne family. Oh, my God. If she said I buried enough members of the Shaw family in the movie, <laughs> it would be great. That That's what I'm hoping for now. <laughs> Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I mean, wait, John Cena's in the new one. So there's also a possibility of him like, you didn't wear a pair of jorts until you were a man. <laughs> <laughs> This How do you know so John Cena's in it? You were able to see him? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> one. Mm, uh, I don't know. Let's let's talk about the greatness that is uh, Fate of the Furious. Okay, so we're, we're let's pivoting. pivot to the the silver linings. Okay. Well, I, I think we've been talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. But let's <laughs> let's get specific here. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, yeah. But just to yeah to to encapsulate what Kim is saying, like this movie is a lot of fun. Like we can sit there and we can be pedantic, but this movie's fun. Like it oh, is yeah. ridiculous, but it is super watchable. Like, yeah. If you, I mean, you have to completely turn your brain off to enjoy this movie. But once you do, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with, and I, uh, when I was, when I watched this yesterday, I texted Joel 10 minutes in or so. I was like, I found the silver lining. We can stop now. It's when the <laughs> girls youth soccer team does the Haka. Oh, still the best part of the movie to me. I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good Haka anyway, but, um, man, like those 12 year old girls just doing ang their best angry face and doing the whole Haka. And, oh, it was great, man. That. Yeah, well, the, the fact stuff. that the great editing in that we saw like three different girls mean faces at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, no, everything about that, that is one of the most like classic comedy setups of we're getting a close up of it's just the rock's face. He's saying a lot of like military sounding things like he's he's talking about this mission of life and death. And then he's talking to a group of young girls immediately hilarious premise and then yeah um yeah it's just i what i loved about it is like obviously that's classic but then one the rock is so charismatic and two the fact that then it sort of almost turns it back 180 in that guy shows up to recruit the rock for a mission but he still primarily is concerned with 
this game. This game's important. These girls are going to be upset. Like if if we don't win, well, I we can't talk many patties at the mall. Yeah, I can't deal with your problems right now. Also, the side note that there is just more women than there are girls playing because they all have the hots for the rock and are just <laughs> there to watch him coach. I mean, okay. that tracks too. Yeah. No, that scene's great. That scene is a whole entire other movie that I would have watched. Is, I think that won the Oscar for best short film. I was going to say that. I was literally going to say I would have watched the movie of The Rock being a good dad. I'd also just point <laughs> out... I think, I think it's called The Game Plan. I think it's called... <laughs> <laughs> also, they made that movie a couple of times. The oh, Tooth really? Theory, I think, is also that movie. Yeah, no, no, the yeah, The Rock long ago realized, pair him with like a young girl that needs a strong male figure in her life. And and yeah, that that is a Best. great... I, I will also point out, though, I mean, give me a Rock as a rival coach to Ted Lasso. And I will watch that series of like Ted Lasso versus The Rock, you know, that's season three of Ted Lasso. Yeah, 100%. This is our pitch for for this week. Yeah, season three of Ted Lasso is and The Rock just like, yeah, he's the complete opposite. Like he's a real hard ass. Season two, right, is Ted Lasso gets uh, the team back on track. They win. So another club decides, well, we should hire a football coach, too. Yeah. And And they hire The Rock, who's like the other kind of football coach. Who like University of Miami, like, you know, he's he's loosely based on The Rock. And yeah. he shows up, to, but he treats them like a football squad. That's great. He, he's like that stereotypical, like, mean football coach type. And and it's their, you know, varying methods. And then they play for the Premier League Championship. And yeah, that's season three. So, uh, Jason Sudeikis, we know you're listening. Yep. Hi, thank Holler you. at your boys. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> Bring him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your hoodie, man. Like, we'll all get hoodies on and we'll... <laughs> Yeah. We'll just Except like, for Andy, it's too hot outside. He needs to show off his gun. Yeah, oh, no, they have uh, tank top hoodies. I, I, I'll, oh, I'll right that. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from the, the Bilicek collection? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you spotlighted The Rock, and I we kind of talked about it, but again, just to give it its own spotlight. Jason Statham in a baby is another movie that I would watch. Of uh, just, <laughs> J- I, I would one hundred percent watch him. Like it's the transporter, but he's transporting a baby. Oh my god, that is a mil- that's a billion dollar franchise right there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah, he he specializes in, in it's called the stork. Yeah, and he's to be fair, babies. that's just the movie shoot 'em up with Clive Owen. <laughs> but yeah, it would be great if he was like this really. Yeah, he he was he specialized in extracting people from dangerous situations, but it's a baby, and the baby like because the baby's like. He's the, you know, the he's Infanta, like the, the like he has to become king because like the king was assassinated. because He's yeah. the next in line. He's the so true he heir. Extracted. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the true heir to the throne. And so there's assassins just hunting Statham constantly because and, the, the you know, the prince that would be next in line if the baby was gone is like, yeah, that movie writes itself. No, that's yeah. But no, everything with him and the baby was great. And also such an amazing pivot, you know, in terms of. So, Kim, in the last movie, Statham was the villain of Seven. Mm. And just how effortlessly, again, as wrestling fans, Andy and I can appreciate, the from heel turn to fa- to baby face, the way that he pivots to just like, I am now on your team. He has serious like stone cold Steve Austin, anti-hero baby face energy in this movie. Oh, and yeah. It, and it works. Like, he's got a little bit more edge 
than their crew, but still you, you can see the heart, you know, like at the center of it. No, he, he, beca- he become, he turns face essentially without changing an iota of his character. Yeah. Which is not <laughs> easy to do. Only like, I think only him and stone cold have ever successfully pulled that off of just like, I'm not going to do anything differently, but I'm now going to cheer for me now. Yeah. But also, now my loyalties are here. <laughs> yep. Also, he called the baby governor and that made me so happy. <laughs> Now, he was really sweet and tender with this baby who he'd never met that was the the heretofore unknown child of someone who he did not get along with. Which also, I feel like in a way, really does make you understand the last movie where like he was the villain in that, but he was the villain because his brother, who is an asshole, got like got into it with this crew. So it's like it's very diehard with a vengeance of like, well, you messed with my brother. Like, even if I recognize that he's not a good person, I have to destroy all of you. And I think you see that in like, he, he clearly has this older brother protective gear that he's in with, uh, Owen Shaw and with, uh, Vin Diesel's baby who we discover is Brian, which I'm also going to say is a silver lining because Kim, you definitely don't know this, but Brian is Paul Walker's character name and they named the baby after him. And that is very oh, sweet. The only choice. I was like, oh, I was like, why Brian? <laughs> no, 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 Brian. Like, like, they're really happy they named him a milk white boy like, name. <laughs> Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Brian. All right. Well, we call him, he was like, this baby's name's Brian. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> but when you go Great. backwards to. It's going to make so much more yeah, sense. Yeah. But Brian was Paul Walker's character's name. I think this okay. franchise does a really sweet job with honoring Paul Walker, which I, I think they'd continue to deserve credit for. Yeah, I mean, that was a big silver lining of Seven was just how they handled, you know, one of their lead stars, you know, tragically passing away in the making of the movie. And then to continue the franchise in a way that didn't feel cheap and still honoring his existence and everything like kudos for having some having a deft touch, which is not something you usually say about the Fast and Furious (laughs) franchise. It's a nice subtlety. (laughs) I also I don't know about subtlety. I well, mean, they did name the baby Brian. Yeah, and the scene at the end of Seven isn't subtle. Like it's yeah, it's but, just sweet, you know. Yeah, well, I can't wait to watch it, but I don't know if I should watch Nine. If I'm watching them all backwards, should I wait till Nine comes out and then watch them all? Well, you already watched Eight, so now yeah, oh, I can never watch Nine now. No, I think that's what it is. Or you can watch yeah. it after you watch One. Then you can circle back around. Yeah. Or no, then you have to wait through the next nine movies. Ooh, I'll get amnesia. There you go. And then there I'll it watch is. Them backwards. Okay. And you just have to make sure your boyfriend is okay with you watching the movies without him. And, you know, oh it's a God. whole thing. Man, that just hit me, by the way. Kim, you might have had a great idea there of like, I know Star Wars has, what is it, like the machete order or whatever? They have like, how do you watch the prequels? Is there a Letty order? <laughs> To Fast and Fur- Furious, where you watch uh, six first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you have amnesia. <laughs> so you have to start with six, and then you watch seven, and then seven's where you get your memory back. So then you okay. you go back to one. To catch up to yourself. Yeah, but you okay. never watch eight, nine proceeding. But you never watch five because you're not in it. So, I'm never watching five. Okay, yeah. I'm never watching five. So that's the Letty order. So yeah, if you want to watch the Letty <laughs> order, it's six, 
seven one wait well <laughs> it's six seven <laughs> one she's not in two <laughs> and she's not in okay, tokyo drift two. fuck two so you skip uh, two you skip three she's in three. four so it's so it's six, six seven, seven one, one four, four you don't watch five because she's not in it no, so, five. Six, seven. Well, no, five is where you get the reveal at the end that she's still alive. You only watch the post credit uh, scene in five. The very end of yeah. five. So yeah, there's six, a post credit scene, a post credit six, singer. Seven, one, four, post credit scene in five, then eight, eight. and then and nine. nine. Eight again. Yeah. Nine. Okay. So that's the Letty order. Of, that's the Letty order. <laughs> I okay, hope and I will watch these very fast because it's Fast and the Furious. So I'll just speed watch these. I like like um. The true way to watch uh, them is at like one point five speed. If you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume that's how everybody watches these. That's how they play them in the theater, is my understanding. I actually watch them a quarter mile at a time, so it takes me a really long time because I'll just watch like a few minutes, <laughs> just ten second and little ten second. Yeah, clips. yeah, and then I walk away for a while, and then I come back. It takes me like a month to watch one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we planned this in in January. <laughs> um, I I mean, I already mentioned it, but man, I I don't know about you, Andy, but I have been really wondering where Leo and Santos have been. I I, I was so happy for you that they showed up when I was watching this. <laughs> so, like, ah, oh, that's gonna make Joel smile. That- so, so, Kim, to catch you up, these characters, Leo and Santos, the ones that uh, fake Jason Statham's death. They are in five. They at the end of five, everyone gets millions of dollars. They successfully pull off this heist. They all split it. The two of them immediately take their winnings. They go to a casino. One of them bets all of his money on red and one of them bets all of his money on black. They spin the wheel. It's pretty much implied that they both lost. That it comes up double zero. <laughs> that it comes up double zero. And then we have never seen them again. <laughs> so I'm glad. There's like a throwaway comment, I think, in seven, right? Where like someone says that they haven't heard from either one of them. I think that that sounds right. Yeah. So when they showed up, like, I was so happy that they're 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 thriving. And yeah, clearly like, they needed this work. <laughs> but clearly they're on Vin Diesel's speed dial in a way that the rest of the crew isn't. Like he definitely was able to <laughs> connect to them. He's able to say things to them that he can't say to his crew, like, hey, I'm gonna double cross you, but don't worry, I'm gonna come back. He knew they'd yeah. get it. They understand him in a way <laughs> that everybody else doesn't. They can read his smoldering stare. They're like yeah. correctly. Like there's so many smoldering stares in this movie. Oh yeah. Um that's I mean, like the of the good. franchise is the smolder. But yeah, you get Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Jason Statham. That movie's right. like eighty percent smoldering, I think. <laughs> and, and this what? is losing the steeliest-eyed character in the whole series. That's true. Those baby blues. We don't have They're the gone. baby. Yeah, it's. But yeah, I mean, seriously, Vin Diesel. Like you thought, Vin Diesel and The Rock staring at each other was smoldering, but The Rock and Statham eye to eye. I mean, it's. It's palpable. You cut that with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that even think... That baby better grow up to be smoldering. That <laughs> baby better be, like, just unfixedly staring at people. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some kind of, yeah, like, casting call for the steeliest-eyed baby in all of Hollywood. Like, the steeliest-eyed five-year-old for episode <laughs> nine. I did have that. Man, we did, we're in the, the silver lining, but I'm getting a little confused about how much time is passing if... I think you're saying that nine months have passed since five. 
in this movie when like in our reality years have passed well i mean they clearly play fast and loose with the timeline because it seemed like tokyo drift took place before shortly after um too fast too furious but it actually took place almost a decade later <laughs> right but i'm saying like there is a baby in that's like young that was conceived during during the filming of fast five <laughs> like in a car i, I mean we didn't probably <laughs> i don't think did we well, it could have been during six the beginning of six that's right they're still together at the beginning of six well i'm watching that next so i'll let you know yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i guess that he's still with her until six um but yeah like so all of seven happened in a very, which I guess makes sense because, but also Tokyo Drift and seven had to happen in like a very, like the span of a few months. Well, I would buy that there is maybe like 12 to 14 months between the end of six and the beginning of eight. That sounds about right, I guess. But in our life, like there, it was years and years. It was, like, it was about four years. Yeah. But I think you're probably right. I'm going to trust the Fast and Furious franchise to get it right yeah. because they they, they don't ever get it wrong. That's true. They don't cut corners. No. For example, I saw on the screen in this movie, Vin Diesel is six foot one inches tall. That's how tall Dom Toretto is, according to their computer. So that I trust that, that that's how tall Vin Diesel is. Because which really? makes sense, because The Rock is over six feet tall and they seem similar heights mm -hmm. when I see them sharing the screen. So that that totally tracks. Yeah. I just thought yeah, that was funny. I, I, I have nothing to say to that. That That is accurate. <laughs> Most Hollywood actors are just as tall as you think they are. Yeah. So Vin Diesel is 6'1". If you meet him, expect to meet a six foot one inch tall man. Because that's how tall he is. I don't even know why I'm saying it like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so much emphasis on this. <laughs> Everyone's tall to me. I'm short. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm like, okay. Now, if he were my height, that would be weird. I mean Tom Cruise. Also six foot one, I think. Yes. If you if you check his bio, yeah. you, you saw him Luger. on a screen, right? You saw him on his Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like uh, Mike TV from Willy Wonka, where they get actually shrunk <laughs> by getting traveled through television. Man, shrinking people down, not a bad pitch for future <laughs> fast future and fast and furious. Oh, oh my god, god. Inner a space? tiny fast oh, yeah. and furious. <laughs> yeah, like they're racing through like blood vessels. Oh yeah. Like the magic school bus. Right. They have the race to stop a heart clog. They're outrunning like this, this well, like bioweapon. Yeah, it was like a, either like, yeah, a bullet or a bioweapon. They have to drive around inside someone's body. At, man, we are just full of pitches this episode. Oh but yeah, like, we've been light on pitches in 2021. So I think it's good to, that we've we've got season three of Ted Lasso. We've got Jason Statham uh, as the stork. And... <laughs> And just and a future got, uh, Fast and Furious. Fast 10 Interspace. Wait, Fast and Fast and Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out the way to like combine them, but I think that's it. The Fast-tastic Voyage? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for 10. The Fantastic Voyage. Perfect. It rolls right off the top. I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, as good as the fate of the furious, I think. 
Which is weird that they never stylized it with an eight. Yeah. I did think it was weird. And I was like, what was the their fate? Like I don't I don't really know what the fate was. That it's the eighth movie. Right. And fate and eight. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't the next one just F9? It is F9 because (laughs) someone Because fuck you. Was just staring. (laughs) Yeah. They were just staring at their keyboard trying to come up with the title. And they saw that F9 key and were like, well, it's it's cocktails o'clock, so they disregarded all the other function keys before it. They were like, well, Honestly, it would have been so much cleaner if all of these were just called like F1, F2, F- because the names are a mess. Like it's let's see if we can I even remember. Like can we even remember so, all of them? The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious is one. And then mm-hmm. Two Fast, Too Too Furious. Fast and Furious. And then Fast Which they should have just stuck with that. Three Fast, Three Furious. <laughs> that would have helped. Right. But Four yeah. Fast. then it's Tokyo Drift is next. Fast, right. and, Fast and, and Furious, Tokyo Drift, no numbers. Yeah. Oh, and that's then, number three? Yeah. And now here's yes. where it gets oh, really confusing. I can't con- watch that. Yeah, here's where I'm it gets really confusing. Never gonna con- be able to watch that. Kim, this is where it gets really confusing, though. The fourth one is called Fast and Furious. No <laughs> dogs. Yeah. What if? Oh, a fast, a furious. It's just called Fast and Furious, and then it takes place during Ramadan. It's a fast, a furious. <laughs> that, would, that would be good. Someone who's just hungry during Ramadan. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, so four is just that, Fast and Furious. Yeah, four is Fast and Furious. Five is Fast Five, and then six is I think six is Fast and Furious Six. I think yes, yeah, six is Fast and Furious Six, <laughs> and then seven is Furious Seven, and then eight is Fate, is of, the Fate of the Furious, and then F nine. F and then there's the uh, spin-off Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which is the cleanest name of all of them. Wait, <laughs> and it's wait, the wordiest, but it's like, nope, that all checks. Yeah. Which one is that? That's the It's a spin-off with just The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah. So not, only The Rock It's not and, part of this. Well, it's it takes place in this world, but it's only it's, it's The making Rock. It's a Fast and Furious extended universe. Yeah, it's only but The why Rock is it and not part of this. Okay, so we, we don't have a lot of time left, but the, okay. the real world version is that Vin Diesel does not like The Rock, and The Rock does not like Vin Diesel. They don't get along no. because because they're two wolves, they're two alphas, the two alphas, yeah, and they they don't get along super well in these movies. But these movies make a lot of money, and clearly The Rock and Jason Statham were stealing this movie anyway with their charisma, so they just made a spinoff movie for just the two of them. I was going to say, I did prefer watching The Rock over. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. That's the, that's yeah. why they spun them off. So that's what they did is they made this movie and it was like a whole thing. Like Vin Diesel was upset. Tyrese, very upset about The Rock and Jason Statham being in these movies. Really? Yeah. He thinks Aww. they should have stuck with the core group, which includes him, even though he wasn't in the first one. But, you know. Yeah, but um, it's all about family, family, you yeah, know. Family. family, but uh, but yeah. So they spun them off. So that was actually so this came out, the fate of the Furious, and then they made Hobbs and Shaw in between this and F nine. So they're and so, the Rock and Jason Statham won't be in F nine, but they might come back for ten, whatever that ends up being called. Well, I thought we got it, didn't we? A ten fantastic voyage. I thought. Oh yeah, so fast, the, the fastastic voyage. Yeah, fastastic voyage. 
That's yeah. the one in the body. That's <laughs> where, um, who should it be? It should be, it should be Tyrese. Cause that's the funniest. So Tyrese has a biological yes. weapon inside of him. And then they, they need 1970s. And if they want to tie it together, it's the same bio weapon from Hobbs and Shaw gets re re upped. Yeah. But it goes into him and they all have to shrink themselves down and defeat the virus. But then it's he the will only way, but he has to lay perfectly still, but he keeps getting up to hit on nurses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they have tiny, really like, tiny, fast cars that go into the. And then at some the point, thing. Charlize Theron sends a rival gang of tiny car <laughs> thieves <laughs> to make sure that to take out that tiny gang of cars. Yeah. <laughs> because there's an evil nurse. Oh, yeah. yeah. This writes it. That also writes itself. Yeah. Also, hey, one more. We, we we can wrap this up, but I did think it was good because Tyrese was getting on the verge of just becoming abs. Like he's been leaning, deadly, to yeah. leaning towards comic relief. Like just the last few movies have really leaned into this guy's a joke. And I thought it was nice mm-hmm. that they gave him a moment to remind us. That he is still a badass. And in the one movie where Vin Diesel wasn't in it, he fulfilled that role pretty okay. No, I mean, he took out all those (laughs) snowmobilers and then said, number 11, my ass. Yeah. Also, (laughs) making him number 11, good bit of comedy. I thought that was... Yeah, that was was quality. That was was a good joke. Oh, is he going to be the star of 11 then? Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, a movie yeah. just where Tyrese is yes. the centerpiece. Yeah. 11 fast, 11 furious. <laughs> right. And it's the just name. Tyrese goes rogue. too fast, too furious because 11 kind of looks like the Roman numeral two. <laughs> and it's all just about Tyrese going rogue because he's tired of that he's only number 11 on the most wanted list. He's so. just trying to work his way up the most wanted list. Yeah, he wants to be right. number That's one. Like he turns on the crew. Yeah, exactly. It's all a big double cross for some reason. Yeah. And he's still... <laughs> He still reaches out to Leo and Santos, though, to help him because <laughs> they're down. And maybe they bring back uh, Cole Hauser from Too Fast, Too Furious. Also, when when are they going to bring back? Uh, what's his name? Uh, from Buffalo Bill from Silence. Of the oh, Lord. Ted Levine. From when Fast is Ted Levine coming back? Not soon enough, if you ask me. Yeah, I miss him. Well, I think that does it. <laughs> by the way, this is all silver lining. By the way, Ted Levine also in uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. So if they ever do a crossover with the Jurassic franchise, there could be well, he got eaten, but there could at least be that Ted Levine, who's maybe the twin brother of the one who got eaten, could show Why back not? up. That's what they haven't done. Resurrected twin brother. That's like the one angle they haven't played out. They've yet. done literally every other soap opera trope at this point, but have not gotten to it. Um, evil Dom clone. I would watch like if there was a clone of Dom Toretto that had a mustache that was evil or just a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kim, I'm glad that we got you to watch uh, a Fast and Furious movie. I'm, I'm sorry that it caused you relationship problems. It's okay. I've already forgotten about him. <laughs> You're well on your way to being Letty then. So, uh, but is there are there things that you would like to uh, promote, to plug, to point people towards? Um. Yes. So I recently made a short film with the Baltimore Rock Opera Society called The Feast as part of a um, series of six 
uh, different puppetry films that were filmed during the era of COVID. Um, it is now available on demand. You can just go to baltimorerockopera.org and look for Puppet Six Pack. And I am in part two. Um, so you can go there and we're going to screen it live sometime if you're in the Baltimore area uh, sometime in mid-July after the cicadas have settled down. <laughs> and uh, I'd also like to promote the cicadas because I really yeah. like them. Um, yeah. We are currently, uh, uh, <laughs> Auntie and I live in the um, mid-Atlantic region where we are currently I, um, surrounded by lots and lots of screaming loud cicadas that come every once every 17 years. I'm yeah. shocked that they were not on mic this episode, that you can't just hear them <laughs> in the background. Well, it's nighttime. They get pretty quiet at night. Oh, so. yeah. 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 But yeah, that's like every video I see now from from my friends in Maryland are just loud cicadas. <laughs> it's just it's, screaming it's constantly. You just hear constant screaming. So that's why we are the way we are, I think. I mean, we were all locked down for COVID and we're all ridiculous. So I understand 17 years that you're going to come out pretty fired up. Like, I get you're it. You're going to shed your skin and then start screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's the dream. Uh, but yeah, no, so definitely check all that stuff out. I want to see that puppet thing. That sounds really cool. So, yeah, I'll yeah. send you a link. All right, sweet. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, social media or anything? Or no, you want people to leave you alone? Uh, no, don't find me. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but Baltimore Rock Opera Society, they do really cool stuff. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh, that that was it. Andy, it's over. I'm kind of sad it's over. I know. We've We've come to the finish line, as it were. And our car is on fire and backwards. <laughs> so, um, family. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what what it's really all about. Like, we're all a pack of wolves, but we're also crocodiles at the watering hole. But more importantly, we're all family. Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all thanks hobo radio hobo radio a weekly podcast on the peak sloth podcast network